Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Ash and Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. And every day, actually, we're starting completely over again. Doesn't really seem possible. We think, well, we're going to go from one day to the next. The next day will be better. We'll be, we'll be better. Everything will be better. <laughs> we'll become stronger or we will no more, or we will, whatever. On and on, on and on. Progress, 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 progress. There's a beautiful saying, there is no progress other than what is, if we let it be. How could that be? No progress? What do you mean? I mean, the days go by, we get closer to something, don't we? But that's, that, that kind of thinking is based on the idea that we are, our life is going on a journey to a specific goal or destination, and we get closer and closer along the way. That's one way of thinking and living, which is the way most of us live, including myself. I have, anyway, in the past that way. Another way is the way of the Enso, which is a huge symbol in Zen, a big round circle, a round circle, around and around. That every point on the circle, we are there. We're not, there's no beginning and no end. Just, we could call it the eternal return. We're just returning to right now, to here. What are we returning to? Where are we going? What is it we're trying to become? That's the true question that Zen poses to us and to our lives. Because so often we're disappointed in how, oh, I reacted this way again. I thought that was over. Or I thought I knew better than that. Or I thought that blah, blah, blah. I was smarter or stronger or whatever. Sometimes an old pattern, not sometimes, very, very often, an old pattern repeats in our life or in our relationships. (laughs) And we somehow feel as if we've failed when that happens. That's a very interesting phenomenon. Well, I, I failed. Back to square one. That old pattern is still here. as if we have this job to remove old patterns and create new patterns and whatever we think. And on one level, of course, of course, we do want to step out of painful patterns and painful ways of being, of course. And sometimes we do. (laughs) Sometimes we do. It's wonderful. And sometimes we don't. And that has to be wonderful, too. That has to be fine because it's part of the circle of life. Rather than judge ourselves, I failed again, or oh my goodness, how is this coming back again or reappearing in my life? It's just reappearing to be seen, to be tasted, and maybe to be accepted, to be known, to be valued. We were only willing to value a moment or a pattern or a person somehow if they meet our criteria for progress or whatever our criteria is about what is valuable. Now that is an incredible koan and a beautiful question, an important, crucial question in Zen 
what is valuable, what is to be valued. And Zen has a very radical answer to that because in Zen practice, we value things which nobody even pays attention to. And we don't particularly pay attention or value many of the things that are considered precious jewels. We value, above all, our breath. <laughs> we value above, we value the ability to wake up in the morning, to get on the cushion, or whatever way we sit, or whatever way we breathe, or whatever way we live. We value, value the opportunity to be here with whatever is presented to us today. Many days, not much is presented, just the same old, same old, we might say. Of course, in Zen, it's never the same old because we see every single day, even though it looks the same old, same old, it's quite different. And we are quite different, but we don't see that or experience that when we have some image of who we're supposed to become, how we're supposed to behave, what life is supposed to give us today. You know, very often life gives us what I would call an unwanted guest, an unexpected event. It can come in many forms. Trouble that we don't expect, maybe an illness, maybe a broken appointment, maybe a broken heart, maybe news coming out of nowhere. Many, 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 many events, opportunities, unwelcome, unwanted guests, we could call them. And we have many wanted guests as well. Delicious breakfast, smile from someone we care for very much, like that. So we are so, so vulnerable to the effects of these different visitors in our life, these different moments, if it's to our liking or to our expectation, we're very happy. If it isn't, we become ruffled and agitated sometimes or distressed. And the whole journey of Zen practice is to become equal somehow, equally able to, to be with each guest, each event, because it's here. Here it is. And how are we going to be with it? That's the main koan. So as we sit, we are developing an ability to receive life, to receive our breath, to receive our experience and our reactions to our experience, just to receive it, just to become familiar with it, just to know it. So if a moment of deep distress comes or sorrow out of nowhere, that's fine. Doesn't mean you're, you're doing something wrong doesn't mean you haven't made the progress that you hope to make. doesn't mean you're not someone said, oh, how could it be? I've been sitting for so long, I'm still so sad. That's an incredible statement. That's an incredible statement. Who said, who said we're not supposed to be sad? When sadness comes, sadness comes. Why is that a sign? You know, there is some kind of a notion. It's a sign that we're so enlightened and we're so beyond the beyond or whatever. When we don't feel sadness, we only feel bliss, happiness, equanimity. Well, that is, I would say, a myth that has taken many people down. It's 
a fantasy that we put on top of who we are, something we wish we were. <laughs> Even the most seasoned Zen masters have cried out in pain when pain comes. There's a beautiful little story of a Zen master who was sitting at the end, at the edge of the road, really sobbing. And someone said, what happened? What's wrong? And they said, one of their grandchildren passed away. And the person said, well, I thought you were a big Zen master. I thought you were enlightened. Why are you crying? How could you be crying, they said. And the Zen master said, how could I not? How beautiful. How could I not? Zen practice is not to deny or pretend or manufacture an image of how we're supposed to be or what so-called progress looks like. When we take that attitude, we really are in a, a relatively dangerous place because we can completely continually mark ourselves as failures, failures, failures. This practice isn't working, I better let it go. But what does it mean to have a practice working? What does that even mean? What does it even mean? And so we continue. <coughs> Excuse me. What does it mean to even say, <coughs> what does it mean to even say, a Zen master should not cry, should not experience their life as it is. It, it's, it's the refusal, <clears throat> excuse me, the refusal of life as it is. It's the addition of demands, images, interpretations, expectations that Zen has come to abolish. Zen is a very radical practice because it is just being the moment fully. It's not just understanding the moment fully. It's not just accepting the moment fully. It's not even reinterpreting the moment in a different way. No, no, no. Zen is a practice of being. Instead of being or playing a role or a game, we, 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 we let that role and game go and we discover how to be this moment fully. You know, when we are able to be this moment fully, we are able to be one with all of life. <clears throat> Nothing is left out because everyone is participating. Everything is participating in this moment. Trees, stars, animals, friends, everybody. Everybody's linked to this moment. We're all breathing together right now. <clears throat> We're all part of this moment. Whether we know it or not, whether we want it or not, whether we like it or not. So in Zen practice, there are no unwanted guests in our day. When we can completely become one with it, the next moment it just comes along and an unwanted moment just leaves. No big deal. We're not clinging to the moment. We're not fighting the moment. We are it. We are one with it. 
What a deep expression of love. What a deep expression of wholeness, completion. You know, so many, many, many of us are always saying that even when we are with others, we're lonely or we feel incomplete or we feel sad because something is missing, missing, missing. And what is missing is just our refusal to become one with our life, one with the moment. And what do I mean to become one with it? I mean not to separate ourselves from what's happening, not to reject it. How do we separate ourselves from what's happening? We pretend it's not happening. We tell ourselves how we should react. <clears throat> we, we look away from it. We fantasize. We zip right into a fantasy. We separate ourselves in so many ways. This is a wonderful, wonderful practice just to see how am I separating myself from this moment which is, contains everything. And when we are, see that, we can stop it. We can try simply at first, just little pieces, little bits at a time, to really enter into the day, enter into the moment, enter into a relationship, not, not go, without, just put a little toe in the water, be fully in it, 100%. That, by the way, is a great secret and a great medicine for everything, completely wonderful, to be in it, be with it, be full of it, full of it, 100%. No room left for analyzing, rejecting, upsetting, blah, 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 on and on. All the things we do to avoid our lives. For many of us, life is a big avoidance game. How can I get out of this? <clears throat> How can I get away from that? How can I run away? How can I look away? How can I take sides? You know, taking sides, which is going on so rampantly in the world now, <clears throat> is also a way of avoiding the whole picture. Just feeling, being, the moment completely that's in front of you, not choosing one side or the other, just experiencing it in its totality. Totality. You know, we divide life up. This side is this, this side is that. I, I'm in this side, I'm on this team, I'm not on that team. And everything becomes a war, it becomes division, it becomes rejection. And then we're exhausted. And, and we've used up all our energy for nothing at all. A self-created battle that we created ourselves. So Zen is the practice of entering 100% this moment, just as it comes. You know, before my teacher passed away, I was looking at his very last video, and he said, throw yourself into the house of the Buddha. I love the idea, throw yourself. Don't tiptoe in. <laughs> just throw yourself. And what does that mean, the house of the Buddha? It just means the house of this moment. It just means 
to your own experience, your own clarity, your own heart. All different words. These are just words for the same action, which is to embrace everything, to embrace your life. And your life, as you do that, you'll see it includes many, many people. Embrace them. That's your life at the moment when it's appearing in front of you. <coughs> as you do so, <coughs> you will be really be able to taste much more vividly the heart of the matter and not get so caught <coughs> in these endless, endless, fruitless battles that we are waging morning, noon, and night upon the world, upon ourselves. You won't be so caught in that. Anyway, that is my sharing for today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Everyone who's listening, thank you. And um, it's a pleasure to hear from you. It's a pleasure just to talk with you. <clears throat> Even though I may not see many of you or hear in this way a response, I feel you with me, I feel your response, and I'm including everyone in this moment together. So the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com, and if you wish to write to me for any reason, it's topspeaker at yahoo.com. Have a beautiful, full, lovely day.